and oh my gosh, yesterday playing Ice Climber. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, why? How much did you play it? Oh, uh, I think I played like the first like three or four levels, and I don't think I could beat the fourth one, but then I just wanted because I guess you can skip like to the end if you really wanted to. Uh, so I went like to like level 15 or 16 or something uh-huh. and uh, and played that and that was like that was crazy. Uh, so anyway, yep. You know, I played a two-player mode with Erica. Oh, you did? She rage quit. Oh, did she? <laughs> <laughs> Erica, no. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Hello. Hello. We need to feed my cats first. Feeding the cats. Feeding the cats. You know how there's like cat cafes where you go and you can pet cats, I guess? Yeah. So yeah. there's one here very, very close to, to where I live. And, and I guess that's a Japanese idea because when I went to Japan, they were all over the place. But yeah. they, they had a new thing there, right? Which I never heard about. It's a bunny cafe. Oh, bunnies. And the other day at the cat cafe, they put some signs about like bunny night or something like that. <laughs> bunny. <laughs> bunny night. It's picking up. That's, That's weird, good. but I like it. Cats are great. All right, cat fed. I think I have all my notes. Or check. Lay on my couch. Lazy host. Lazy host. This is the best. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to go. Yep. Three. Two. One. Hey! Welcome! With me is Shelby. Man, Christmas is coming up pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Fun time of fun time of the year. Uh, whether no matter your your beliefs, the general vibe is is pretty enjoyable, right? Yeah, I mean maybe. I don't know. I guess some people do just hate everything about it. <laughs> yeah, and that's fine. That's cool too. We've lost sight of what um, Christmas really I'm, is, man. It's about fucking giving gifts and shit, man. <laughs> I got some sick ranger keys from my friend Jordan, friend of the show Jordan. Mm-hmm. She got me some Sentai swag for Christmas. Yeah. And I'm internally, eternally grateful. Ranger uh-huh. Keyseto. Right? Yep. <laughs> you did it. Uh, anywho, I did it. So, you know, we got some things to talk about. Uh, we have the VGA thing that transpired. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Shelby didn't. Oh no, you did watch half it, didn't you, Shelby? No, I watched like two minutes of it. Oh, okay, I was just thinking of Jordan then. Well, Sage, you watched all of it, right? I did. I did. I watched like most most of it. All I did uh, after the fact was uh, go look right? up the awards on Google, and that's it. And I didn't yeah. have to deal with any of the shenanigans. I could also look at. If uh, any news about Metro Prime 4 came out, but it didn't, so it's all good. But it's fine, because I had no expectations anyway. I actually even forgot that they were happening that day, so I was just like, oh, cool. And then I didn't care. You know what's a fun 
a fun little thing. Um, Google, Google, Googling it. It's a verb. Mm-hmm. It's fun, right? It's, it's a new verb. It's a new, you think it's in like, uh, I think it's in like, um, like a dictionary and stuff to Google. Probably. That's cool. What, are, what an exciting time. I can't think of anything else in our current time that's more important than a new word uh, being accepted into, uh, you know, just general, officially accepted to Google. But how, how is a word generally accepted? They get introduced into a certain dictionary? <laughs> I don't know. I just... Uh... <laughs> I don't know, actually, what the process or something, like, for a word being officially added is mm-hmm. Except interesting officially. to look up, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because in, in other languages... And I know this, like in Spanish, there is a, like an official institute. Well, the, it's the Royal Academy mm-hmm. of the language. Ooh, royal. It's royal because, you know, Spain Ooh. has a king mm-hmm. and all that. So That's cool. Um, they have an official dictionary. So when stuff gets introduced there, it's official, uh, I guess. Uh-huh. But in English, I don't think there's, I a, like it. there's a regulating organism. There, there has to be like I, there's big dictionaries, I think. Yeah, maybe it's the dictionary people. Yeah, there's a couple of big ones. Dictionary people. Yeah, Oxford, I think has. Like, I like I like there's, the idea of the dictionary people. Like a really big one, but. Merriam-Webster is a big one. So were hey. you guys? Uh, <laughs> were you guys triggered by any of the uh, winners of the of the VGA? Any 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 ones that made you? mad so mad that you could just kick i don't know anyway just you're really mad really mad well no. i seemed a lot of people yeah. were generally upset that red dead was winning a bunch of stuff um i never I played it though people. so i yeah what's up with that don't know if it actually did but uh i think we were talking about it in our discord that that a lot of it has to do with it being so recent and in everybody's minds that um, that's their go-to, I guess, for, uh, sort of feels like, yeah. Um, cause I know a lot of people at work, but um, when Red Dead first came out, uh, they were very excited about it, but then you check back a week later and they're just like, oh my gosh, there's so many mundane tasks to do in like, they get that they were trying to go so in depth with all these things and be very, very true to how, uh, that, that time was and whatever, but it was just, it ended up being so grindy and so not fun that they, they stopped playing it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I never played like any of these games, especially like the two big contenders, uh, for game of the year, I guess, which was, Red Dead Redemption 2 mm-hmm. and God of War. I thought God of Red, War was very good. I thought Red Dead was going to take it just because it was taking all of the previous stuff until like the very end with, with it took like Game Direction and Game of the Year. Now, Rob, yeah. you, you're the only one that played both. No. It, Have you played Red Dead? No. Uh, I, I don't like Western. Yeah. Uh, I was just looking at the, the results. So it, just, it looks like, unless I'm reading this wrong, God of War won three and, and Red Dead looks like it won... Four, it seems. So not quite as uh, as crazy as it felt at the time. Maybe unless this list is wrong. Maybe it's just because they were announced like all in a row or something. Yeah, or the biggest ones because some of these things get like some of the awards. Some, a thing they do that's kind of weird is that they'll just like casually mention between segments. Oh, there this this category's out and this person won and that's it. And then it's like yeah, like no one yeah. 
Or at least when I was yeah, paying I the know. most attention, which was in the beginning, like the first three was Red Dead Redemption 2. Like if I remember the first three, like bam, bam, bam. And I yeah. thought like, oh, it's going to take it. It's going to take it all. And then didn't. Yeah. Um, I'm also wondering if maybe um, they wanted to put more of a, I guess, a spotlight on that game because of all of the um, the overtime and stuff that went into it. Uh, maybe either to take away from it, like to take away from... Uh, that headline i guess because that was a big thing for a while where when that came out when people were saying oh yeah we were working so much overtime and whatever so maybe they were doing that to distract from it or maybe they were doing that because they were like hey you guys worked really hard you deserve this but then that means there's like shenanigans backstage that's happening but i don't know conspiracies no you guys play god of war right so mm-hmm. i guess do you guys think it's, i love god of war is deserved mm-hmm. i think so um, Absolutely. Although I would have voted for Spider-Man in person. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Sean. Well, no, I was just I was just thinking that with what was it that where Detroit because I really like that game, but I mean it obviously had its um, its flaws and stuff. And out of the three big stories, I think only one of them was actually like really, really, really good. Um, but uh, did that was in the same category for like best narrative or something, right? In the same category like, as Red Dead. Yeah, best narrative. Best narrative. Yeah. Was Detroit got a war. Life is strange. Spider Man and Red Dead. Yeah. So I mean, I haven't. And this is the thing: is that I can't even comment, or that we can't even comment because none of us have played Red Dead. Like I enjoyed the first one a lot, um, mm. and I was really excited for the second one. Um, but then waiting and then hearing what everybody's saying, but also not being able to afford the game too at at <laughs> this time. Um, mm. That it's just, uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think. That one kind of, that award kind of kind of irked me a little bit because I thought that uh, Detroit did have a good narrative, but I don't know. It did. Maybe Red Dead super fucking awesome. Yeah. Maybe it isn't. Who knows? I have some complaints now because the the, the years leading up to now in the Game Awards, like I was mm-hmm. really pleased with the format because it was it felt more legitimate than the Spikes Video Games Award or whatever. Oh yeah. yeah. Forgot about that. After that, like especially like the first couple of ones, I was really really happy um, mm-hmm. because it was so different, and you know. But now that it's you know maturing into being like the thing that it is right now, because like this year was very similar in format than last year that I remember. It was almost like the same kind of show. Yeah. But mm-hmm. some things were like I was thinking about it, and I was like, ah, oh, this is not right. And, like, what what is the the, the game award? you know, purpose, what is it supposed to be? And I was thinking about this a lot. And the first thing that I wasn't really happy about was content creator of the year. I remember this This bothered me a lot because, you know, when I think of creating content, I think about not only streaming games, which is, yeah, it's content, but it's only the one type of content. There's like video essays and there's people that do really, really good video essays or reviews or even, you know, un- unboxing videos or whatever. And, and I'm not saying one of those should get a nomination. I'm, I'm just saying there's a lot of types of content. There's written content. There's like blogs. There's mm-hmm. podcasts. There's, you know, there's a bunch of different things. There's sketches like the Angry Video Game Nerd. That's also game-related content. But, you know, the five nominees were all streamers. And maybe I'm wrong, but I think Life mentioned that they're all streamers of the same game. Fortnite's real big right now, man. I know. 
But also, I don't know why. The other thing that I was thinking is that content creator of the year, and then also I think esport. Those two things, in a way, they're kind of like the best awards. Also, and this is where I was really conflicted because it's about them. It's about the creator itself. Where I find that all the other awards were more about the games themselves, and that's fine, I guess. And some people, you know, someone from the team does go and pick up the award. But when I was thinking about, you know, the purpose of the Game Awards, and I feel like it should be more about the developers than the games. But this year specifically, maybe last year was the same, but it was very focused on on showing new games, right? Oh, yeah, this was more... And to be honest, though, that's, that's half the reason why a lot of people watch this. That is true. Because, you know, I, I have friends who watch it just because of it. They want to see what's getting announced, just like little miniature E3. Because it's an e- it's, it's like an E3, right? But with with awards in the middle. My, I guess my point is that there is there's a little bit of a conflict because yes, people do tune in more for the announcements and the hype, I guess, than the actual mm-hmm. awards. But that that is a problem, it's right? True. It is a problem because it keeps like munching in the awards time and, and the, the Game Awards should, should be a celebration of the crafting of video games, right? Of the people making the games. But at the same time, people t- tune in to, you know, to get the, the world premieres or whatever, right? I want to I jump in for a second. Yeah. Uh, a, few, a few things. So I do agree that it's kind of become a lot about the announcements and I think that is a good way to get people on board. But the problem is that they skip over entire categories and announcements. So they, they actually take time from all of the uh, award winners just to show these uh, uh, you know new game announcements and stuff. And I do think you need a mix of both, but, but you shouldn't be skipping over entire categories. I, I, I mean, by skipping, I mean they just mention it casually right before they announce something. It's like, oh, the winner of this category is blah, 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 um, which I think is, is kind of BS. So I don't know. That's a problem, uh, but I do think that it should also be about the community. So, best esports player. Although I don't give a shit about that. Um, it should it should be there. It's 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 important, and people are, you know, this is a way of celebrating the games by celebrating the people who, I don't know, make games that game their life. I guess so. Even if, and also the guy who won seemed like a really really nice dude. Nice dude who won best uh, esports dude. Um. Sonic I, Fox or whatever. Yeah, that guy had heard that in the last like tournament or something that he was playing that he w- won a bunch of money but ended up giving it to the I think the person who came in second or third place or something because they had a bunch of medical bills. Yeah. Or he he had, he gave a I guess a bunch of 10,000 I think. Yeah, uh which is kind of cool like very cool. You know, yeah. And um uh you know, it's uh shit, I had something to say about that too. Uh, I can't remember. Anyway, oh no, no, yeah, yeah. And he something. This is a segue from him. Uh, he, uh, the best fucking um, east or best fighting game. Mm. Dragon Ball Fighters, man. About time, Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball is in uh fucking Game Awards as a winner. That's the best. Eat a dick. Blaze Blue, Soul Calibur Six, Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition. Move on over, Dragon Ball Fighters. Is he a dick appropriate? 
Absolutely. You might want to cut that. Cut to there. I did. Oh, okay. Nobody's gonna give a shit. I say it all the time. Would you say it? Let's hear you say it. Eat a dick. Okay. Cool. There. Done. (laughs) Sagey. I say that like when I'm playing games. You do all the time. Yeah. You're not allowed to say that. All right. Let me go on a little bit of a tangent. You do it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. He's a long thought, so just bear with me. Oh boy. Buckle up. Intervene. Intervene whenever you guys. No, All right, cool. I I have this point of view, and and I'm perfectly open to some people disagreeing with me. But you see, you you know how people, some people, they don't like the Oscars, right? For for a bunch of reasons, and I guess one of the reasons is because it doesn't boring. match with popular opinion. The thing is boring, such and such. You know, the 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 movies that get that get awards are not the movies that people usually like, and that means, you know, the movies that are like blockbusters and such. So mm-hmm. they're deemed as snobby or whatever. So that's that's the 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 opposing point of view. But for mm-hmm. the people that do like the Oscars, and I guess there's a bunch of different reasons why they do like it. Um, but the re- one of the reasons I like it is because you get to know about really really good movies that otherwise you just wouldn't possibly know about them, right? Right. And a lot of these movies they end up uh, you know getting so much publicity because of the Oscars, like movie wins an award nobody knows about the movie then in january when it gets released like when it gets a wide release then a bunch of people go and see what's the big fuss about it and then people get to be exposed to a different kind of cinema they're not going to see you know the rest of the year because the rest of the year you're going to see this big like blockbuster superhero movies or whatever it's uh, you know trendy now let me do a little bit of another tangent into something <laughs> that i heard in the pad the nes punk well, anyway, uh, has, I know who that is. He has a couple of podcasts that I follow that I like. Uh, one is the completely unnecessary podcast, which is, I think, the most popular of the two. And then he has another one. And I, it, he was making a good point about how the Video Game Awards, they have just too many ads. Like he was making the comparison with the Oscars. Like you don't see a lot of like trailers for movies in the ceremony. And that's true. But also, here's a catch. In the, mm-hmm. the Oscars, it's sort of a publicity stunt also because precisely the point that I was making like some some movies they don't get they, they're not even released when they get awards right they get just um, they get released at festivals or, or they send advanced copies to the critics right mm-hmm. so that they can they they can get to vote for a movie that it hasn't that hasn't yet been released or it's, it's gonna get released like like in two theaters because I think there's there's like rules like you at least have to be releasing like two theaters for a week or something like that. So they, they do it and then just so they can get in the ballot and then they get voted and then they get a wide release after the Oscars, right? So right. in a way, it is the same thing. Back to my original point, is a game award supposed to get you to know stuff that more knowledgeable people would appreciate and the, the general public wouldn't? Like there's this big disconnect between, I guess, when you're playing a lot of games because that's your work like mm-hmm. the press and stuff, and they get the privilege to to play everything, but the general public doesn't because they have limited budget and time. So when an award show like this tells you, hey, this is a really good game, go and pick it up. Like, that's a good thing for me, at least for me, right? Because then you get to play some different stuff and you don't have to pick, or you don't have to, I guess, run the risk. And then, mm. the, and then there's the other side where 
where you want your show to remain relevant in the mainstream and have a lot of ads. Like, what if the Game Awards next year, it is like this, where they're, they're just skipping awards and they have all the big releases and, and, and it even displaces E3 and this is where people are announcing stuff. Like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like, I am I'm, I'm not sure, you know? I'm conflicted. Like, I like the, the idea of award show being an award show for to celebrate games and the people who play them but i can't lie and say that i don't look forward to the announcements i mean look at look at shelby for example as somebody's like cool i'm just gonna see what oh no metroid prime 4 fuck it that's not a dismissal by the way i'm kind of in the close to the same boat Mm -hmm. uh i don't know though i mean i like seeing no i guess i was pretty interested in who won things at the time because i remember being really mad that red dead kept winning everything or at least it felt like they kept winning everything Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. but i but i know i like i guess i guess if i had to choose between one direction the other i'd keep it as it is i like the mixture of um awards fanfare and announcements personally yeah it's hard because we as gamers we want our medium to be legitimized but at the same time you know, the few opportunities that we have, we we sort of default to the whims of the industry, I guess. And, you know, mm-hmm. commercials and here's the popular stuff and all this. And, and yeah, it's popular and it's popular for a reason. But at the same time, mm-hmm. it's like, when are we going to get, you know, serious time and talk about it? And what, But if we do it, then, you know, there's this big precedent where we know there's a chunk of the community, at the very least, a very, very vocal one, that they want games a certain way. And at the very, you know, slightest idea of, of change or whatever, or, you know, that thing about political correctness, you know, it's like taboo worse now, right? So it's like, you can't even touch it with a stick because everybody is up in flames <laughs> about it. But what is the opposite? What is the opposite of, of political correctness? Racism. It's like, no, it's... it's <laughs> just kidding. The opposite is political, political I incorrectness. Guess, I guess incorrectness. And what is that? It's just, is it, is it... A good thing or is it just in because nobody says the word inappropriate anymore and and i i believe there's stuff that is inappropriate. i do and <laughs> because people now you know they they don't want to be politically correct they just are inappropriate now <laughs> instead of you know something in the middle where you're not you know full of it but i also still you know a decent human being and mm-hmm. yeah it's just this this big swings right in 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 ideologies like i don't like that anyway <laughs> Sorry, I just went on. No, it's it's okay. Um, I actually have uh, uh, recently where a lot of people keep complaining about how everything is too <laughs> too politically incorrect, and it's like it's they're it's almost like they're they're also not or choosing not to listen to what other people are saying. Like you can have certain, you can still refer to certain things as those certain things, but it's just like it's forcing like let's say uh here we go good example um stuff like men's and women's clothes you can definitely still call them men's and women's clothes because guess what men and women still exist there's just a lot more stuff in between now um and you can absolutely do that and it's just the it's forcing those things on other people i think that is not not okay i guess if that makes any sense it's really um, hard to be Shelby's friend because she's constantly oh, definitely. correcting me. Like, yeah. I can't say that. This is why it's not like my OCD or paranoia that always causes me to second guess myself. It's yeah. like Shelby's constantly correcting me. Like, you can't say eat a dick. That's yeah. very inappropriate. <laughs> well, so, actually, did say you could, and then I said it. Yeah, well, she's a, that was a front. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 100%. <laughs> she's on the show right now. Help yeah. me. Get help. <laughs> 
wait, oh, the, the, there's some people that get offended by the term, you know, men and women clothing. Well, it's yes, and and that's like another extreme. There's people who think like it just it should only be men's and women's clothing, and then there's people who think don't refer to don't gender clothing if that oh, makes any sense. Oh, because gender roles and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, and anyway, <laughs> I that's not. I just wanted to like bring like to for for your point talking about like political correct and how like like you said you can't touch any of that stuff with a fucking stick without anybody going absolutely bananas about it. Um, but yeah, I think, well, at least in my, in, in my, uh, opinion is just like, you know, you can still have those choices and then still totally be okay. But, um, just as long as you're not like, Hey, you have to wear these things because you are this, or you have to do this because of this, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, I think this is something we can agree on, uh, as a segue, <laughs> something we can agree that is not correct either politically, nor is it appropriate. <laughs> that's that's the the poster for the new live action Sonic movie. Oh god! Can we just can we rap about that a little bit? Oh, have rap. you seen that stagey? Well, I have seen some. I don't know which ones are fake and which ones are real. <laughs> the two the two that I know that are real are the really weird silhouette one and his muscular ass legs in the bridge. Yeah, is that oh one real? His, his his crotch point of view shot. As far as I know, it's real. Yeah. <laughs> well, that one is really yeah. appropriate for you know for the fandom, but. Um, inappropriate inappropriate no I'm kidding I think Sorry. that's appro- <laughs> I mean appropriate in the sense that it coincides with the community's interests I would say. <laughs> oh boy uh, I want to be Sonic's dick because you're from a dick point of view that's a D-P-O-V boner barrel boner barrel we should make a dog called boner barrel yeah we should they definitely would accept that 100% at any rate it looks like an abomination like this is it's so creepy, but but it has produced some wonderful art online. Yes. Uh, people's interpretation. <laughs> it's like who's that Pokemon? And they're yeah. all they're all a mixture of, of Fat Mega Man and Sonic oh merged together. But do you think and, they do this on purpose? Like they make it outrageous on purpose? because I'm believe, I'm beginning to think that is the case. I can't mm. see why they would. They want the movie to make money. It's not hard. Just make Sonic look like Sonic and all the fucking Sonic fans. We'll be like, cool. Uh, I love Sonic. I'm gonna go to the theater. But yeah. everybody's talking about it, and I, I feel like when it. But comes not in a out, good way, though. People are gonna hey, go. Be, be, but isn't complaining about stuff like a sport now? Like if you're you're <laughs> not, not, not a sport, <laughs> but if you have some sort of a platform, Last you're supposed yeah. to talk about it. Like we're we're doing it right. We're we're doing it to talk. Yeah. I guess mm-hmm. ill about that endeavor. Well, I, I didn't say my stance yet. Oh, okay, cool. Please carry on. It is trash, but uh, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Look, oh, I, I, I will see the movie. I was going to see it probably anyway, so guess what? I mildly like Sonic. I like it from my, my youth. I like Sonic 2. Mm-hmm. I like the recent Sonic Mania. You all know that I played Sonic Forces, but I can't say I like that one. Uh, so yeah, I like Sonic games. Not really part of the fandom, uh, but it kind of it disturbs me a little bit, but to each their own. But uh, I would probably would have saw it anyways because hey, it's Sonic. You know, a Mario movie comes out. I'm gonna go see it. Yep. Uh, Final Fantasy movie comes out. You know, I'm there. Uh, Pokemon, uh, Detective Pikachu. I'm all on that. Uh, so either way, would have seen the Sonic movie. However, yeah, now I want to see it even more just because of how bad it's probably gonna be. Yeah, so, we're to um, Sage's point. You're right. We are those people who go to movies because we know they're gonna be bad. 
we yeah i do i i do have a, a, an affection for bad movies we we recently watched neo yokio christmas special <laughs> no damage. Know, was... i recommend it the stakes is high bitch let's let me throw neo yokio out there as something worth watching with friends a great christmas special yeah neo yokio starring <laughs> jaden smith Jude wonderful Law. susan Jude Law, that's right yeah what a fucking all-star cast yep get on there Jude Law's the mecca butler that's right. Name Charles. Love New Yorkio. Love it. Love it. Anyway. No damage. Yeah. And so, yeah, live action Sonic looks like, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know who thought it was a good idea. They keep defending it, and I don't know why, because it looks it just, how could you look at that and think, this is smart? smart. How, I asked? Shelby? Uh, I don't know. Like, there's people who thought that the new Power Rangers movie was a good idea. And you know, I recently. Designs. In- I'm glad you read Power Rangers or mentioned Power Rangers. So I recently wa- was looking at a, uh, I think it was on CBR.com, Comic Resources, and they had like a top, like a top twenty list. But it was, but they do their, their lists are a bit different. They do ten good, ten bad things. So they said yeah. ten overrated sci-fi movies and ten underrated sci-fi movies. And I'm pretty sure Power Rangers is number one for most underrated. Uh, so some people like it. Some people like Power Rangers, man. Those people are psychopaths. <laughs> Uh, we're running it. We really get into the topic soon, but I, I wanted to mention a couple of things. So Smash came out. That's kind of a big deal. I'm the only one on the show playing it. So, Talk about uh, and I'm yes. not really, I'm not a great um, indicator of like how you're supposed to play Smash. I've not played. I've only played multiplayer with Jordan once at a Christmas party. Yeah. Uh, and I have not played online since. However, I do play the single player stuff. I have a big gripe with the game, uh, but most of it, most of the the game is like you know I praise it. Lots of lots and lots of things to unlock. Single player mode, the World of Light is, is a lot of fun. One they one of the things they do really well is they so that okay, so the game of spirits as you're aware of. Spirits being um images from uh from there's thirteen hundred spirits and they're basically a character from a game or or a thing. Like like sometimes like the fruit from Pac-Man is a spirit. Um <laughs> so uh, nice. some, some uh, a cart, uh, it's various carts or Mario Karts are a spirit. So they have, uh, they're they're just they're just lore from from games, you know, uh, things, people, uh, other nouns from from various video games, which is awesome. And what they do, and so they use the mechanics within Smash to represent these characters. You know, they pick a, a character that would be appropriate. So one that popped up to me uh, in my mind that I remember is Ekans from Pokemon, the poison snake type Pokemon. Ekans. So they took uh, they took Rid- Ridley, uh, of course, uh, used its most purple purple version of, of Ridley, uh, put it in a stage like a brightly background. I think it was Sonic stage. I can't remember. And then had the entire ground be poison. And so because of course Ridley is the most snaky looking of all the fighters, and poison being Ekans type, uh, they do stuff like that. Uh, there's another one. Oh, Leap Beat Agents was one. That oh. I unlocked, and they use the me fighters, and they hit them all the me fighters in suits, and then they put like a. I think they chose the Sonic sound music because obviously they're not going to be using the licensed stuff from Leapy Agents, so they took one of Sonic's poppy songs, and so it was really appropriate. And they just have all every like spirit, whatever whatever stage you're fighting to, to unlock them, mm-hmm. has some somehow represents them in some way, Aww. like a like like a rabbit, like I think. Um, I was unlocking uh, the uh, Rabbids Donkey Kong. What's he called? I can't recall its name. Probably Rabbit Kong or something. So then you have to you fight uh, the white Donkey Kong, 
uh, and there's a couple other elements that represent the rabbit scheme. So they just do stuff like that. It's really, really cool. And if you know the characters in advance, you can see what they're doing. Uh, it, you, you know, it's an awesome callback to those to those types of things. And the spirits are really cool. They they do different things, like increase your stats or let you start with I don't like a farfetch, for example. When you when you equip farfetch, you always start with lipstick. It's which is like a flower, you know, yeah. because of course farfetch is a leak. Just it's it's things like that that's awesome. Now here's where they fucking fail though. The <laughs> spirits don't have any information. You look at the spirit page, it just has their name. And maybe maybe it says what series series are from. And I can't recall if the bio does or not. But but I'm oh, sorry, I said bio. That's that's incorrect. There is no bio. There's no blurb about the spirit. There's no like it came from this game, released this year on this system, nothing like that. It's their name and what they can do in the game. And I hate it. I hate it so much because the trophies are one of the coolest things in Smash to collect because you get a nice little 3D render and you got a fucking blurb about their game or about the character. What a waste, man. What what I hate. I'm so mad because I love the single player part of Smash. I'm really into collecting all these spirits because a lot of these characters I really like, but I also want to discover new games out of it. And they're not helping themselves by just giving me an image of a character. Like I might look if the character looks interesting. Maybe I want to look more into this game, but now I have to go and Google it and shit. When instead, if they came with it and I read it and like, Oh, this sounds really interesting. I'll write this down. I'll play it in the future. Ah, that's, that's my biggest rant about everything. You guys understand you, you what I'm saying it. here? Yep. Picking, yeah. picking up what you're putting down, man. Do you agree out there? Let, let us know. <laughs> Uh, and also, I just want to mention Persona yeah. Three Slash Five Dancing mm-hmm. came out. I think it's uh, Persona Three Swing. Dancing in the Moonlight and Persona Five Dancing in Starlight, I believe. So these are kind of like pseudo sequels to Persona Four Dancing All Night, which, as I'm sure longtime fans know, I love that game. Uh, I love these games too, but I have a big complaint about them. So Persona Four had this really long visual novelly uh, story mode. So you would go through like 10 minutes of visual novel crap and then play a song. It was fine. It was fun. It was cool. Uh, in Persona 3 slash 5, they basically uh, gutted that, removed that, put social links in instead, which is cool. So if you play Persona games, you know that they have social links. That's basically you uh, get close enough to a character, then you get a scene with them. And, and they, the scenes build on each other and they usually end with you, you know, being romantic with them if they're opposite gender in the Persona games. Or if, uh, or becoming best buds. Otherwise, I guess you don't have to go romantic. Anywho, so the game kind of puts those in there. Uh, they're not as in depth as those ones, but basically, you get little scenes with the, with all the characters. Each one has eight of them, so it's pretty cool. I'm with it. I'm I'm down. I'm picking up what they're putting down. However, uh, the problem is the game. So the two games, three and five, they are separate games. I think they're about fifty bucks each. They are identical. Hundred percent identical. There's no difference <laughs> except for the music and the characters, because even the unlock conditions are one hundred percent the same. Yeah. There is no reason these things should not be the one game. Like, or there's no reason. DLC or something. Uh, there's no reason for it not to be the same game. Me and Jordan, who and Jordan is the biggest Persona fan I've ever met, to an unhealthy degree, uh, to to a point of like disturbing obsession, and she. Oh, okay. We'll circle back to that, and that will be that will wrap up the pre-topic stuff. Yeah. So anyway, we both agree that the game should be one game, and it's a complete ripoff that it's two games. Like the game's great. Mm-hmm. The gameplay's solid. Unlocking characters is fun. I like playing the songs. I like watching the scenes. There's a shit ton of collectibles, but the games are just skins of each other. 
So why, like, selling them separately just feels kind of like a little cash grabby. That's my opinion. Oof. Would I still recommend them? I would, because they're fucking great games, and thank fuck they're not 80 bucks each, but still. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Something about that. A little annoying, uh, but Grind still good game. Gears. Grinds my gears. And one other thing we didn't mention during the... This, is, this kind of uh, sums up every topic we've had so far up until Sagey's last one. Um, Smash had one announcement at the VGA, and that was Joker as DLC. Joker yeah. being the main character from Smash, or sorry, main character from Persona 5, the, your protagonist. Mm-hmm. No one's seen that coming. That was fucking no. left. Nobody saw it coming. In so, the Discord, Jordan was freaking the... Well, not... Who was watching it that was freaking out? It wasn't Jordan, because she only found it later. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny, though. People were, people were freaking out. I'm pretty pumped. I love Jordan. Jordan said she was like... She's she's like now I kind of don't want to play Smash until Joker's out because it feels pointless until Joker's in the game. Like yeah, she was you know, she man. was hyped she was hyped for Smash up until she saw that announcement and then she <laughs> lost her hype because she can't play with Joker yet. She's she is so obsessed with that game. Uh, yeah. But you know it leads to rumors about Pete about Persona Five coming on to Switch. Maybe it's on yeah. PS3, so it, there's no reason why the Switch couldn't run it. Um, and the you know people, there's this weird justification like you want to justify a character being in Smash like I don't want fucking Master Chief in Smash but and so you're like why the hell is Joker in there? Fucking sweet. I'll get back to that. So why the hell is Joker <laughs> in there? Well, Joker is like uh, well he's on Persona Q2 which we haven't got yet so he's technically on a Nintendo platform so if you need that justification <laughs> it's there. Like Cloud was in uh, game uh, Chain, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories as a card. Cloud barely. Like, I don't know. So your question is, why not Master Chief? Besides, I mean, why not any character? Because it should be a fucking at least on a Nintendo system. That's the that's the only the only caveat that I think you should have for being in Smash is you should at least be on one of their systems. <laughs> and if you're not, then you probably shouldn't be on there. That's all I'm saying. See. Uh, so that's why Matt, that's why I say no to Master Chief. Good Otherwise, point. I would care. Good point. If, Master, if, if there's a Master Chief uh, Switch game coming out called Master Quest, the yep. Chief Story, yep, where you're just it's a side-scrolling Mario-style platformer game, uh, but you're playing as Master Chief mm-hmm. and you're just shooting aliens and, and being all really cool and badass. You know what's really uh, sad though? What's that? I think you would actually really like the Halo series. The Halos? You know, yeah. I probably would. I like to say I have played a Halo before. I played Halo before. Yeah, but like all the other ones, just because like the sci-fi and stuff. I think I played Halo 3. I think I played a bit of Halo 3, and I do like the setting. I just, uh, you know, my my quote-unquote hatred of Halo is is largely played up for the show. I don't don't play them, but I think I probably would enjoy them. I just don't have any interest in Xbox. I tried really hard, but uh, not enough to justify it for me. Anywho, Seiji, you said you had a thing you wanted to mention? Yes, because I was listening to... uh... Flock Talk the other day, episode 25. Oh, I love those guys. They were having their uh, best and worst of 2018. It was nice. <laughs> nice. Um, they mentioned Overcooked 2, which I enjoyed a lot. And and I think Catherine was was uh, asking if the Switch version had anything special. And I, I guess they were half joking or, or not, or maybe full joking, but they were saying, like, if the Switch was enhanced with the Joy-Cons and, you know, HD... Uh, rumble, and, rumble and that kind of stuff, <laughs> like feeling the steering of the pot and stuff like that. I guess they were joking, <laughs> but anyway, um, I I've only played Overcook on the Switch and it has nothing special. 
um, as far as I uh-huh. as far as I know. But anyway, that that that's not the reason why I was I was on a mission with Locked Up. But um, it's just that in the first like couple of minutes of the show, you know how some of the cartridge clubs, um, you know, content have like little like ads for other stuff in the in the club. I don't know if you've noticed. Well, it's cute. I was listening to it and they had an ad for us it was p1 talking about uh bones barrel and i was like oh boy um we we never (laughs) we never mentioned like the other podcasts in the show so um but i do listen more you know i I do listen and and leave comments when i when something you know is interesting to me so i want to i just i want to do a little bit of an update because you know ooh, um, update. i guess it's not an ad but you know i just want to talk about the 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 stuff that i listen and some bits and pieces that uh, uh come to mind so i already talked about block talk episode 25 uh frantic you know he he does his weekly stuff um i think block talk is monthly but anyway i think so uh frantic he does it every week and it's you know one thing about josh is that he just opens his soul and he just talks about his life and he's super genuine guy and in the latest episodes kind of a little bit sad because he has a work story that doesn't have like a happy ending um, but, Aww. you know, it's really good. He talks about Game Awards. He likes them. Uh, so just want to mention that because we just talked about the Game Awards. I listened mm-hmm. to two episodes of Retro Fandango. He, they had their 100th episode. Congratulations to those guys. Woo! Nice. Congrats. Um, so they, they, they have a really funny clip show. They just, you know, go over the uh, their best moments. And the, the funniest to me was uh, when I think it's Kevin, very like, on Mars, he brings... His mom to the show for, for <laughs> the show. yes, it's awesome. <laughs> it's really good. It's so funny because you know you know yeah, cultural disconnects and stuff like that. And he's mm. like, he like, mom, do you listen to the to the podcast? And like, yeah, I love, I watch it on YouTube. And he's like, mom, that's not that's not like podcast works and stuff like that. So mm. it's funny. Um, <laughs> then there's Retro Fandango One Hundred One, which I listened, I think, uh, in the last two days, and. I think I remember which one has a really funny Jim story, and I just want to mention that because uh, a lot of what he was mentioning is how I feel in gyms. Because I, when I go to the gyms, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I don't know. Like nobody showed me how to go to a gym. So I just when when I've signed up for gyms or when I go to a gym, I like uh, I would like to know all this stuff. But people get re- like really really into what they're doing, so. I get really nervous and I just go and use the bike or whatever, like something that seems simple uh, or, you know, running and stuff like that. But, you know, all those things with like weights and stuff. I don't know. I never do it. I don't know and, anything about that stuff. And yeah. the, their gym story is really funny. It's, it's really long and they, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. It was funny. Um, I listened to Polykill, episode 81 too. And they had really good banter. But one thing that, that, uh, that I'm remembering really clearly is how they mentioned growing up with old shows. And I don't know if that happens anymore now, but when I was a kid, I grew up watching a lot of really old movies, but really old, like like the 50s or older cartoons also, like, you know, classic Disney ones. I don't know if kids do it anymore. Like, do they grow up with oh, yeah. old stuff? But you think so? Because yeah. now... Like when I see like kids channels, it's all like very very new stuff. Like the old stuff now is like yeah, SpongeBob, SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, SpongeBob what a square for a while though. That's, that's kind of like yeah. the older older stuff that they show. Anyway, just want to mention that. Um, 
they do have channels. Uh, I know my sister and I used to watch a lot of um, Teletoon Retro, and they just Teletoon. had like a bunch of uh, older cartoons, like the Spider-Man cartoon. Nice. And uh, like old Scooby Doo and stuff, so they Gross. would would play those. They were fun to watch. I don't like Scooby Doo. More like Scooby Poo. <laughs> right, Shelby? Oh, uh, Shelby can't stop laughing. She loved that joke. Shelby loves that joke, didn't you, no. Shelbo? No. She loved it. It was really good, and I actually had to really think about that one. And finally, I just want to mention uh, Mighty Q Doc's channel. He's yeah. He has right now, I think, I guess he's like a super big fan of the Sega Master System. He has all the stuff for it. And awesome. I think it's the 30th anniversary of the system, like, recently or something, because he's doing, like, a 30-day marathon. Like, he's oh, posting one video every day, I think, and he's just talking about the Master System. And it's amazing. Mm. It's because it has this, you know, the Mighty Q Docs like humor, like quirky humor, but they're also mm-hmm. giving out like really good information about it and showing up all this stuff. And you know, the the collection itself is pretty interesting, but you know, the uh, the format is also really I don't know. I find it alluring, like hypnotizing, I guess. Um, so yeah, Cartridge Club stuff. Uh, I'm gonna try. To I keep, loved it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to keep mentioning uh, because uh, mentioning because I guess we're. We're part of the club, and we don't we acknowledge are. it so often. Maybe well, in the end, yeah, in only, the end credits. <laughs> yeah. All we ever do is acknowledge P1 and P2, and they're dead to the show. So they're not even part of the Cartridge Club. They're just the old founders, and that's all I ever mentioned. See, we got to rectify it. Hey, guys. Dean Lasagna here from Round 2 Gaming, and I wanted to quickly jump in to let you know about one of my favorite gaming podcasts, Flock Talk. Miles, Chris, and Catherine put on a fantastic show for you each and every month, covering theme topics ranging from puzzle games and escape rooms to gaming aspirations and best of moments. Whether you're into video games or board games or card games, I guarantee you'll find that geek culture enjoyment you're looking for. Hilarious hosts, witty banter, top-notch quality, Flock Talk from the Flock of Nerds crew. Check them out on iTunes or head on over to www.cartridgeclub.org to join in the fun. All right, up next, a very delayed topic. Today's topic, this week's topic, it's the Christmas season. We didn't choose a Christmas game, but we chose one that's cold. And that's Ice Climber for the NES. Developed by Nintendo Research. Thank you. Nintendo Research and Development 1. Published by Nintendo. Uh, Platforms you can get on the NES, PC8801, Sharp X1, Arcade, Famicom, Disk System. (laughs) Released January 30th, 1985 in Japan. We got it October 18th, 1985. So it took a while to, to make its way over here. Um, yeah, so that's 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 a platform game, a vertical scrolling platform game. Single player, multiplayer. Uh, you know, you can play that shit in the arcade. And uh, fuck. So basically, you, you <laughs> I think the character's name is Popo. Um, according to the Wikipedia article that I have open right now, and the girl is Nana. Mm-hmm. Um, I never play these characters in Smash, so I don't even rem- remember that. Uh, yeah, so um, basically, you you have to reach the top of the screen, 
uh, everyone. Uh, so you have it's a Nintendo game. There's two control, two buttons that you can play with. Um, the directional keypad, of course, is your movement, and uh, you have a hammer attack and a jump. And I think that's it. Uh, when you jump against the wall, you bounce off of it, which is ex- fucking exceptionally annoying. Uh, and yeah, so you have to reach the top of the screen. You have only a certain amount of time before a polar bear will show up wearing sunglasses, and then he knocks the screen <laughs> one up. And this is one of those games that when you when you progress up the screen, the bottom is no longer available. I so hate even that if you, so much. Yeah, I I do too. Uh, <laughs> so you don't even lose progress; you just lose life trying to go up these things. And um, yeah, when you reach the top of the screen, you get a bonus stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get like forty seconds to reach the top and hit a pelican, collect some shit. I don't think it's a pelican. It's like a, it's, oh, I was going to say a condor, but really it's not any bird. It's just a, like a monster bird. Uh, yeah. And then you go to the next stage. When you die, you have three lives. And when you die, you basically appear roughly where you were. Uh, when you get a game over, you go back to the very, like, in, like the, the um, title screen. Uh, mm-hmm. However, the, the Nintendo version, which is the one I played, uh, lets you pick any stage you want. So, there's 32 stages, and if you die, you just cool. I was on 16. I'll just go back to Mountain 16, and and keep going. And when you finish the game, well, actually, I don't want to give any spoilers. Let's talk a little bit about how how did you play it, what or what did you play it on? Like if it was the NES, uh, blah blah blah. And uh, you know, your did you play it when you're younger and your initial thoughts? And I'll just go ahead and start a little bit by saying that I played it on the switch online uh, nes version so uh which which actually was quite quite enjoyable uh the the switch on, i like the, i like the switch online the only its only issue is it needs more games and they're constantly adding so that's great uh, but come on get it get some fucking snes games and game boy games and shit in here don't just make it nes anywho reggie t- take a note um yeah so thanks reggie so and I, I guess to finish up so that you guys can talk, uh, it was my first time playing the game, and uh, my initial impressions were optimistic at first. Uh, I'll, ta- I'll talk more about that in a bit. And I did finish the game. I did beat all 32 stages, because I, I am dedicated to the show. You poor person. All right, well, why don't you go next, Shelby? All right, uh, so, okay, uh, so what's the questions? Is, did, is, I, I, I believe it was. Uh, how, what, how did you play it? Uh, mm-hmm. Like, what platform? Because there is different ones. Yeah. Uh, your first, your initial impressions, and like how far did you get? Okay. Um, okay, so I played it on the uh, the PC, just emulating it or whatever. But I actually, um, you can play it in in browser sometimes, like depending on the website. But you can also mm. download the ROM. Uh, but it was, I guess, the NES version. Yeah. There um, go. It is my first time playing it. Uh, used a controller. Um, initial impressions. Oh, nice. I thought the, um, I thought the the colors were were. I'm used to like old old the old Nintendo games kind of being <laughs> um, like a lot of the colors being kind of samey. I guess like just very, um, I don't even know how to describe that. There's almost like no contrast or whatever. But with this mm-hmm. one, there was like nice bright blues and greens and, and yellows, and I was like, oh man, this is kind of cute. Uh, and then you get to the gameplay. <laughs> Uh, well, and then yeah. holy banana pants. Anyway, yeah, uh, we'll talk uh, about that in more depth, I guess. Yeah, 
later probably uh how far did i get i beat the first three stages and then i decided hey i'm gonna go uh it's like level 15 or whatever and see how much different and at first it didn't look too different uh Mm. so i guess in that way there was um some some i don't want to say bad design because they didn't really have a whole lot to work with but you know what compared to other games i don't know who knows Uh, (laughs) But yeah, uh, yeah. At first, it didn't look too different, and then you kind of get into it, and you're like, oh, "Okay, whoa now, whoa, uh, whoa." And that's uh, <laughs> that's my initial initial impressions. Without giving too much away, awesome. I feel like we're all gonna have the same opinion about this game. I bet you we do too. <laughs> How about you, Seiji? Uh, first time playing it. What did you play it on? How far did you get? First initial impressions. Uh, I've known about this game probably from Smash, I guess. Like I've known mm-hmm. when I saw the the ice climbers in Smash, they also didn't seem completely unknown. So I guess it's a game, one of those games that it was there, but I never ever played and never you know seemed like something I would like to play. Like the same with like uh, the balloon game, Balloon Fight, I guess it's called. Balloon Fight. Yeah. And, yeah. and those are games that because Nintendo for some reason keeps pushing them and pushing them. Like whenever Nintendo releases a virtual console platform it always starts with those games right like ice climber and balloon fight pinball i don't know and so i never played when i was younger but i somehow i knew about it but definitely after smash like oh those those guys were from that that game called now i know for sure that it's called ice climber because i was i was calling that game (laughs) ice climbers Um, me too and i played it on the switch also online, I was I, nice. I was gonna play it on the NES Mini, but then I noticed that it was there, and it was like, oh sweet. Yeah, same here. Because the Switch just <laughs> like I don't know if, if it happens to you, but I I can't go back to a time or you know where the Switch as a concept doesn't exist. It's so convenient. It's just it is very convenient. It's, it's so good. Like oh, you, hashtag uh, Shelby needs a Switch. I know. I was hashtag playing... give me all your fucking money and I'll buy one. Hashtag Shelby, switch for Shelby. Let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah, it needs to happen. Uh, anyway, so the other day I was playing Breath of the Wild and I was just playing it and then I wanted to go to bed, but I didn't want to stop playing. And you know what? I just grabbed it and went to bed. And yeah, there you there. go. So it was amazing. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I played it there and yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed playing on the Switch. Um, the first impressions was that I really, really, really wanted to like this game. Oh yeah, I get you. Because it's cute, because it's classic, because it's Nintendo, and mm-hmm. and then it, you know it happened. <laughs> Let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is, of course, the gameplay of this game. I, too, went into this being... Okay, so I love the lore of video games, especially Nintendo. I love all the franchises. This is why I get really into Smash, because I'm not a competitive fighting player type of player. I'm not I'm not good at fighting games. I don't want to be good at fighting games. It takes too much work. Uh, but I love everything else about the Smash series. I love the trophies, the music. Like, you know, the fact that Smash is like 800 fucking tracks and it's amazing to me. All the spirits. So when I see these things, I'm like, yes, I want to play this game. I want to check it out. I want to explore the history. I want to play all these games. So when we chose Ice Climbers, I was really excited because I'm like, yes, another Nintendo classic. I want to beat it. I'll get that under my belt. <laughs> and um, 
So, you know, I boot it up. I hear the music. I'm like, yeah, I love the music. The Ice Climber theme is great. This is fun. Uh, get used to it, though, because there's only like two tracks the entire game. <laughs> um, so, so I, you know, I'm like, all right, this is going to be a blast. I start moving my character around, and then I, then I jump. And then I, <laughs> I mean, it's all downhill from there once mm-hmm. you uh, try jumping. Uh, this game, you, like, you know, we use tank controls to describe the old Resident Evil uh, games, you know, when you're with the turn your character and move forward. This to me feels more like <laughs> tank controls because you're so fucking sluggish. Mm-hmm. You can't control for shit. You're slipping and sliding. You're bouncing off crap. And I'm not talking slipping and sliding because the floors are icy. They are. There are stages where the floor is icy. I just mean in general. You jump and uh, sometimes you hit the platform above you and don't go through. And sometimes you I do. I hate that. That was the biggest pet peeve I had about the whole fucking thing. Was thinking the worst that you're going to get on a platform and then you just fall through it and you're like, fuck yes. you. Oh that my is God. The, that is the biggest problem. If you, yeah. some games let it so that if you, if you even a pixel is touching a platform, you're on top of it, which is a little weird too. But this one, you straight up hit one third of it. And if it's not the right way, you go right down, down through. I had so many deaths because of just that. Like you think you make it, you, in any other game, you would have made it. But then you fall through and die because guess what? The bottom screen is gone now. And and if there's just a little gap in the uh, the ground, the bottom, you fall right through. So uh, so real quick, I'll I'll just explain the general flow of these stages. Correct me where I'm wrong or add it add it if I, I missed it, mistaken something. So you start to you start the stage at the bottom. Uh, this is one of the old classic kind of arcadey things. So you can walk through the left side of the screen and show up on the right. So you can kind of go back and forth, or or you can walk straight across. Uh, there is an enemy that comes out, and so the enemies don't vary throughout throughout the game too much, if at all. Uh, you have this little like furry thing that's pushing ice cubes, and basically what they do is any. So as the ice climber, you're jumping up and you're breaking platforms so that you can get through onto the next level. Uh, so the game even has like, you'll see like one or two of these quote unquote levels on. Uh, on, on your screen, it says one, two, three, four, five, and you're trying to make it up as high as you can or to the top of the stage, just like six or eight or what have you. And so, and when you get too high, one of those levels will disappear entirely. I'm pretty sure they show three levels of screen. Uh, so you're trying to get up levels. So, and each level is kind of stopped by uh, like um, like a ground, or like a floor or a ceiling, and you can burst through. And some ceilings have gaps in them, so you have to platform onto them onto them appropriately. Uh, and what happens is this little ice guy comes by. With, he's pushing a piece of ice, and he'll fill two of those chunks in at a time. And so you basically kind of race. You kind of have to break platforms before he fills it back up. Otherwise, you have to break it again to get through, which become really annoying because in some stages you actually have to jump on moving platforms to get to the ceiling. First, you have to jump on the moving platforms to break through the ceiling to even be able to attempt to jump up to the next part. Uh, so as far as other enemies goes, there is a bird that will fly on around and he'll just come and come down and swoop at you. You can jump and kill him, but if you don't jump the right way, he'll kill you. So, uh, it's kind of a gamble what will happen. There's also above you is these drops of water that turn the ice and they will fall on you. A lot of the times they're attached to moving platforms. So you don't really know where they're going to fall. You can also jump and destroy them too, if you're lucky. Uh, so outside of that, so you're avoiding those enemies. You're climbing up. Some some uh, areas have icy friction, so you're kind of like sliding all over the place. Some have moving platform, like um, conveyor belt kind of mechanics. So you jump up and you're being constantly moved, and you have to jump to get back up. 
Uh, and I think that's basically the game. Uh, did I miss anything? Uh, no, I think there are some walls uh, that you don't like later well, on. They're can't. just kind of like in the middle of the stage where you can't like jump on top of them and you bounce off of them, which I think you mentioned oh my like, God. A bit earlier. But those are yep. super annoying, especially because it looks like you can jump over them. But I've never I was never able to, to jump over. It's them, really, no. really hard. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, they're just they're just like vertical walls. They're just like the floor, except yeah. you can't you can't destroy things from uh you can only destroy things, I guess, horizontally, not vertically. Uh, mm -hmm. And you auto-jump off walls. So it's not like Metro where you kind of have to press a button. If yeah. you move against a wall, you jump in the opposite direction. And oh, it's yeah. really frustrating. Yeah, it's it's one of, it's super, super frustrating. Yeah. So tell me about your gripes. How about, we'll start with Seiji. Seiji, tell me about your gripes while you're playing the game. Well, it's just that, in especially in a game that is platformer, I really want to feel like I'm in control. And this game... Mm -hmm. This game very actively, and I, it seems to me on purpose. Like they don't want you to feel that way; <laughs> they want you to be struggling all the time. They succeeded. And the main thing was the gaining of inertia, I guess, when jumping. Like it wasn't mm, predictable to me. Like I, I couldn't figure right. it out. Right. It's like sometimes you'll go a lot to you know to the site where you were wanting to jump. Sometimes you wouldn't, and then the collision detection, as as you guys mentioned, is really frustrating. Um, oh yeah, and the perfect example for me is Super Mario Brothers, right? That's like a game that came out around the same time on the same year, which mm -hmm. to me seems so unbelievable because the two guys that coded Super Mario Brothers are the same guy that coded this game, right? Damn. And technically, you know, this kind of game, classic platformer before the times of Super Mario Brothers, where you have this. A game that uh, a very large stage that you can explore. You know, before that you got you get th these kinds of stages, right? Where yeah. everything is very static. If if there's some sort of scrolling, it's only in one direction, but it feels pretty much you know like other games in the genre before Super Mario Brothers. Black screen as a background, then you know, your your platforms and you jump, and sometimes you you wouldn't even get any scroll. So the technical jump that they do from Ice Climber. To Super Mario Brothers is huge. It's so unbelievable that they went on to code Ice Climber and then Super Mario Brothers with the same people, and you know, get so so different results, right? Because Super Mario Brothers is so it still holds up in terms of of if you you can play it, it's if, fun. Not only, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like not only you can <laughs> can can you play, but you have fun and you forget about the mechanics because it's so ingrained into into the culture of, of the platformer, into not the culture, yep. but I guess all the all the conventions of the platform, like if you play, not the second one, that's a little bit weird, but if, if you play Super Mario Brothers and then the third one and then Super Mario World, like they feel similar in terms of how they detect collisions. Like for example, when you jump onto a platform, if the uh, the top part of the sprite sort of like overlaps the, um, the platform that you're trying to jump on, Mm -hmm. It's very lenient, right? It will let you go in, and if your sprites just so much as as touches like one pixel of the platform, it will let you be on top. Um, so those kinds of things are very, you know, from Super Mario Brothers from the first one. But in this game, yeah. the, the the bounding box, it's inside of the sprite, and it's really really tiny. But at the same time, it feels like it's really accurate when you're trying to jump onto a platform, not when you jump under it your head hits the platform so proportionally if you do the same when you're on top 
you'll fall through the platform and that makes no sense. Yeah, I agree. You, you try to be very separate from the platform when you're trying to go over it and then to be very over it, like I guess overlapping in the X axis a lot so that you, the whole of your sprite lands on the platform. That is uncomfortable, but the, the method with which you're trying to do that is so inexact, which is, you know, trying to jump to, to, to gain momentum to the sides. It's so inexact right. that those two things together are a nightmare. And that just makes this game, to me, almost unplayable. Yeah. I don't know how you, with how, you. How you finish it. <laughs> I cannot imagine. I, yeah. I, I just stubborn. I wanted to finish it for the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did. Uh, as a matter of fact, here's what I said after I beat it in, in uh, our hangout. Beat Ice Climbers. Fuck that game. Bullshit controls, repetitive music, annoying-ass enemies, unforgivable mechanics, inconsistent platforms. And then Seiji says, full damage. And I said, <laughs> so far, don't let me soften up before the episode. Well, yeah. you didn't have to do anything because I, I have not softened up. We should go into damage, actually. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah. yeah. Damage! All right, so, yo, here's how the damage system works. We got three hearts for this game. We're responsible for one heart each. Uh, Basically, if you do full damage, you hate the game so much, you don't recommend anyone play it. No damage means you love the game, you don't think it's perfect, or maybe you do, uh, but you recommend it to everyone uh, and everything in between. It's a recommendation system, uh, which is based not on, on a lot of things, bias, quality of the game etc so yeah absolutely uh so you, you yeah i don't know who picked the game you know what i'll just go first uh oh well didn't the, you go last right i was it first i can't remember either first i think it's last for the person who picked it, <laughs> the last word anyways i'll go first uh i already kind of summed it up in that re- by rereading that that text uh i wanted to like this game a lot i did not go in with high expectations i went in with you know expectations of that time period mm-hmm. i play a lot of arcade games i like a lot of arcade games and i and i don't know i I, usually, I feel like i'm usually pretty forgivable uh to a lot of stuff on the show i feel like you know it's rare to get anything more than half damage enemy i usually am pretty positive i think mm-hmm. uh especially with old games I, I have such a soft spot for them and so ice climbers i was excited it's a nintendo game i love nintendo all the lore crap i said earlier uh and i was just really really disappointed i, I just the game's just not fun, and if the controls worked, if they had the tight controls that Mario does, everything else I would have been able to get past. You know, mm. I would have been fine with the enemies. I would have been fine with repetitive music. I would have been fine with, you know, the fact it'd be just like the thirty-two levels of kind of the same shit because those are arcade games of that time, and that's fine. I could accept all that. But when the controls are so bad, when the platforming is so, it's a platforming game. By Nintendo and it's super inconsistent and really hard to play. Nintendo could take this, repolish it, make a fun little game out of it if they wanted to. Like you could remake Ice Climbers in a modern setting with power-ups, bigger, better stages. Like this is the concept is there, I think. The concept is fun. Vertical mm-hmm. platformers are fun. Uh the fact that they're you know climbing up the top of mountains is cool. All that is great. So the concept isn't the issue. The issue is the execution. And I can't recommend a game that's not fun to play that has no redeeming qualities whatsoever. Like you could have a game that has poor gameplay, but maybe the art style is so nice or the story is incredible 
or there's other things that might that like let you forget like for example one of my favorite games of all time is last guardian has some issues with gameplay here and there but uh, they don't bother me not when i compare every single thing else that comes with the package to make it so great the ice climbers doesn't have that so i have to give it full damage i can't recommend this to anybody Oof. seiji uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no Oh, I don't want to do this. You have to. I don't want to do Sorry, this because I'm looking at the damage. She's rip off the bandaid, man. And there's only one game that with full damage ever. And to put this game in the same category as as that one, I would play that game over this. You, play- I would happily. I would happily play Mary Kate Nashiels and Sweet Sixteen with my friends than play Ice Climber either alone or with anyone. Because I'll laugh and have fun playing Mary Kate Nashiels and I can ironically play it and have a good time. There's nothing there's no good time to be had when you can't fucking jump on a platformer in a pla- a platform in a platforming game. I sound so much like P one right now. You do, and I was just about to comment that. I was like, Anyway. I think I think yeah. you're right. I think you're <laughs> right. You've you've convinced me. I probably had more fun playing Mary Kay <laughs> with oh, you, no. with you guys than this one. Um, mm-hmm. But I really wanted to like this game. It's so painful because I did too, man. I understand. I'm with you. I feel betrayed. The game has charm, but you know betrayed. what? If if the game was older, you know, if it was. Two or three. Nineteen seventy-two. Not seventy, but 80, <laughs> 83, right? If it, sure, it was eighty-three, right. on the year of the release of the Famicom, which is I think eighty-three in Japan, but in eighty-five, you know, in the year that Super Mario Brothers comes out, and to have these technical issues, because they're technical issues, I I don't think like if they designed this game like this, then it's even worse because like what are you trying to do? You're trying to make an unplayable game. And there's some stuff that it's so complicated. Like, you have to, like, think about the mechanics. You just, you, you have this hammer and you have to, like, break the ceiling and you have to go through this little hole. So how many times are you on a moving platform and you have to break a ceiling that is vertically... It's hard. Exactly vertically up, but you're moving to yeah. the right and you have su- super annoying mechanics. Yeah, you're right, man. It's full damage. There we go. <laughs> I know it was hard for you, Sadie. Look, I love Nintendo too. I love. All, I already said all this feel. I'm with you, but you got to be honest. You got to be true. This game is not fun. <laughs> Shelby, no damage. <laughs> uh, no, I'm gonna full damage this game too. I mean, uh, Oof, a lot of these go. times with the, with these games, <laughs> big mood. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> um, a lot of times with these games, you know, you try to stick with it. Well, I mean, Rob, obviously, you beat the game, but like, you try to stick with it because you're looking for some kind of like redeeming quality. Uh, and if you can't find it, like in the first, I don't know, like hour or or two that you play it, like just just stop playing it. Just yeah, you should definitely stop it. playing it. Um, don't be like me. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, without repeating exactly everything that you guys said, it was just extremely annoying to play. So, yeah. A damage, a mighty scar on Bonus Barrel's record of looking at games. Look, and and if we have listeners out there who really love this game and want to defend yeah. it, I am willing to let you come on the show for a little bit and, and give us your, your point of view. Or you can tweet it at us and I'll, I'll read it. Uh, and, you know, if only if, you're, if you sincerely like this game 
and you've played it recently. Oh boy! Don't let nostalgia taint you. Oh boy! Well, oh boy, have you have you guys looked at, at any of like the online scores? Like, no, I haven't. Okay, because it says when you if you just Google it, you know how they always yeah. have that thing at the side that just kind of gives you like the the rundown. Uh-huh. Uh, it said uh, Nest Games gave it a four point seven out of five. Emulator Games gave it a four point three <laughs> out of five. Ninety six percent of people liked this video game. Wow. Um, yeah, I just want to kind of go. All right. Well, I'm sorry. Look at this. I'm so, no. I just this interests me. No, I mean I'm sorry to the the audience, all oh, the ice climber fans out there. Look, this is no no word about Popo and Nana as as people, mm-hmm. as characters in Smash. This is yeah. just their game the, that they came from, and I don't like it. Okay, here's something more reasonable. IGN okay. gives it six point five out of ten. Still way too generous. Uh, GameSpot six point three out of ten. I'd give it four point three out of ten. Four point three. Yeah, sure. Six point two, six point three. I'm seeing a lot of like six out of tens. It's not zero. It's like not. It's not. It's still a game you can play and and get through. It's just, and re- like I'm talking now, not not recommendation. Just like I don't think the game mechanically is like, I don't know. Even the four point three seems kind of high. Yeah. Three point two. <clears throat> the, pro- the, the biggest the biggest problem with this game, and to sum it up, is that you basically boil it down as a, it's a vertical platforming where the platforming is kind of broken. Yep. So how can you rate that highly? Everything else about it can be fine, but how do you get past that fundamental issue? Uh, my answer is I don't. Well, I mean, I did, I guess, for the show, but I wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. yeah. And you shouldn't. Don't be like me. It is broken. And and the, the problem is not that the game is hard, right? It put, because if, if somebody says that they just find it too hard, I don't think that's accurate. But I think it's, it's not that hard, a, really. To, to, yeah, to me, it's, it's more annoying. of a it, it's of a design yeah. problem, right? If your yeah. difficulty revolves around a faulty mechanic, then it, the game is just flawed. It's not that it's hard; it's just flawed, right? Yeah. So, and that that is that's my point of view. That it's not objective, but that's my you know a more recent. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. If the con- if the controls. If the controls and mechanics were tight in this game, this mm-hmm. game would be reasonably. Uh, it would be reasonably. I'm not even say difficult. It would be. It would be on the easier side, I think, because, like I said, I I was able to get through this game, uh, and there were certainly a lot of frustrating points. But that was mostly because of the controls. Uh, I couldn't do what I what I wanted to do, uh, what I felt like I could do as a character, and so yeah, I mean that's the thing. That's it. I'm sorry, everybody. I love Nintendo too. Uh, I it hurts. It hurts, but it had to be done. Are now are now second or tied with lowest game. Hey, you got any other games, beloved classics out there that you want us to shit all over because it's been <laughs> overhyped? Send us suggestions. I'll yeah. we'll fucking play it. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays. Extra long episode just for you. <laughs> yeah, uh, our next episode will probably be the year end, uh, cap, you know, recap. Yep. Well, uh, will Rob beat his fifty-two games? It's not looking great so far. Uh, it's not looking good at all, actually. I don't think I'm going to make it. Which is a, it's, it's, that's, don't let that ruin Christmas for you, everyone. Okay. I know that you're thinking about it, but I, I might turn it around. You never know. What's the current count? I think 47, maybe. Oh, that's not horrible. You got time. Yeah, but it's not 52. I wanted to be 52. And I had to do December 25th to do it because uh, last year I started it like December 28th or something. So I got, I got like well... two weeks left. You know, I'm gonna be on. I'm gonna be uh, out a little bit and to places I don't necessarily want to be. So I'm gonna bring my Switch. Maybe I'll get through some games. Wish me luck, everyone. Thank you. All right. Well, so I don't care what you celebrate. I just hope you have a happy this time of year. 
And uh, if you don't celebrate anything, that's cool too. I still hope you have a great day, great week, right? Yep. We all agree with that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that's too <laughs> politically correct. It's inappropriate. Oh, too politically. Fuck. Have a have a festive time of uh, of a, of, a, of your secular part of the year, and then also your religious part of the year, and your solstice part of the year. I hope that you have. Uh, is that better? I think maybe we just don't say anything. Okay. And then that way. <laughs> we, will anyway. not acknowledge, we will not acknowledge any big holidays. Uh, yep. we, Bonus Barrel does not acknowledge holidays of any sort. Yep. Uh, and I hope uh, that this winter, winter theme, that's okay. The seasonal themed episode is good for, for everyone. Uh, I've never once in my life encountered anyone who got pissy about saying Merry Christmas or Happy Same. Holidays. Uh, and as, nor, nor should you. I'm sure some people do, but you know, I don't think it's nearly as bad. Like I, I'm not a believer, but if someone says Merry Christmas, I say thank you, Merry Christmas. If I don't know, I say Happy Holidays. It's really not that hard, not controversial. I don't think. Seiji, controversial? Uh, no, I, I don't get some of these stuff. So yeah, I'm just, like, I'm, I'm just fucking around, anyways. Yep. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, I hope, but in all, in all seriousness, I hope everyone has a great rest of this year. Of course, our episode might should be out by the end of the year, so there should be one more this year. But you know, life happens sometimes. Fucking, you know, we're up in Canada. Those polar bears from ice climbers, they they show up occasionally with their hammer. They hit the ground, then yeah. we lose our ground. We literally have to climb up higher, make new ground. Like Canada is constantly getting knocked back down whenever we try to vertically go up. It's just, it's what it's like here. It's what they got from, like, that's where Nintendo got the inspiration. So, you know. Yep. You know, if, if I was editing this, which I don't think I am, I don't want to, uh, there would be a laugh track right there. So, um, yeah. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, it, oh, Cartridge Club. Oh, and shout out to Core. Super yeah. fan yeah. Core, who's going back and, and fucking commenting on every single one of her episodes yeah i love this guy confirmed guy he did he did confirm last time so i can say this guy's great yeah uh and uh fucking core you have a happy whatever man fucking keep on keep on uh liking that those bbs you're appreciated sure. he's he's a core part of the bonus barrel audience fucking yeah. nailed you it no you've made it when you're part of uh a, a yeah, pun, pun. Yeah, he did. He was going up, like he started episode one, he was going up and I noticed because he was leaving like a comment trail and then he kind of stopped at 69, so I don't know if he liked it or not. (laughs) 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 Oh, that scared him away, but anyway, (laughs) keep on it. It gets better. Can you imagine if he's like, these fucking people, I cannot (laughs) believe it. I was cool with everything they were saying right up until this dirty, despicable perverted episode with this freak they had on as a guest like that could be that could be Whoa. him we don't know i don't know we don't know what's going on through core's head right now so now i don't know if i should have gave him a shout out because if he stopped at 69 he's still leaving comments at least <laughs> maybe the episode was too hot for him to leave comments because that's pretty seduce me and uh, what else did we play? we played four games Sweet for that views. one yeah oh i love Sweet views. yeah and seduce- uh, code realize yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, you know, one of those games. Maybe he's had to stop commenting because he went to immediately play one of them. Okay, no. I was going to say, like, it's not an episode that should stop anybody. It's an episode that should definitely 
motivate you to keep yeah, listening I, to bonus material. I think so. It is a, it is a good episode. Yeah. And this year it will be another great episode. So Until he gets it. to the other one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the turtle intro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I'm really ending the show. Thank you for listening. This is Rob. And Shelby. And CJ. Bye. So Shelby's first episode was 88. That was July 11, 2016. That was my July. Shit, seriously? Yeah. Oh, that's great. So, so my July. birthday is the anniversary. Oh, for Shelby. Nice. That's awesome. That is great. That's Sweet. perfect. Happy birthday. Easy to remember that way. Happy birthday. You joined the greatest show no one listens to. That's their fault. <laughs> <laughs>